If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hey everyone, and welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset, shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I can't wait to dive into today's show. As always, I have an amazing guest today. I'm excited to welcome Carrie Switala to the Double Your Sales Now show. Carrie, hello and welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm so excited to rock this pop stand, as we say here in Minnesota. So we're going to do this today. And I just want to thank our listeners all over the world. We so appreciate you. And I love hearing from you. You can email me anytime at Ursula at salescoachnow.com. And that's U-R-S-U-L-A at salescoachnow.com or contact at salescoachnow.com. We'd love to connect with you. And if you have any show ideas or questions, please reach out to me because I'd love to hear from you. couple of things. If you haven't gotten your free gift yet, go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift pretty easy, right? So you'll get your six secrets to doubling your sales. It's a simple PDF, but it's a great way to stay motivated. If you are in Southern California or the Minneapolis area, we have lots of events coming up. Of course you can fly in, but we do have one coming up on December 6th. Go to salescoachnow.com forward slash seven strategies, and you'll see all about it there. It's a really cool event if you're looking to take your business to multi six or seven figures. So definitely come out and play with us there. I'd love to partner with you on your next event. My 2020 calendar is filling up. I do keynotes, conferences. I love to do sales training. So if there's any way I can support you, you can go to Ursula Minches. I'm going to spell it. U-R-S-U-L-A-M-E-N-T-J-E-S.com to see all of our latest keynotes. And you can click on... There's a little info form sheet you can fill out and send it in. We'll help you out. And because you are a podcast listener... You can receive a special, special prize for Sales Camp by simply emailing us at contacted sales coach now and mentioning that in the email. So just say, I want to come to Sales Camp. I'm a podcast listener and we will totally hook you in a guest up. So let us know. We'd love to see you sometime in 2020. We have the Sales Camps on the book. So 2020 is starting to fill up already, which is just crazy. And we'll have Sales Camps in Minneapolis and San Diego. So depending on where you want to come and play with us. Finally, if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people learn about the show and decide whether or not it's a fit for them. So, and we thank you for that. 
Without further ado, let me tell you about Carrie Sotala. She lives in Farmington with her husband, Kevin, and her sons, Max and Sam, as well as her furry-legged son, Steve and Murphy. I love that. She's the chief creative officer at Wild Fig Marketing, a boutique marketing firm that specializes in business and marketing automation email marketing, and website design. When she's not writing or working, you'll likely find her at her cabin in northern Minnesota. That's a thing here for sure. (laughs) Where she loves paddleboarding, boating with all of her boys, and reading books while relaxing on the dock with a glass of Chardonnay. Love it. She's also widely passionate about helping others tell their stories so they can better connect and cultivate more meaningful business relationships. She does this in two main ways, through her new book, Living with the Lid Up, and through public speaking. And congratulations once again on the release of your book. That's very exciting. I know so much is probably coming from that. So I want to dive in first by having you share your story. Like what got you into this world of wild fig marketing? How'd you become an author? Like what's the story? And then we'll get into your limiting beliefs and the tough stuff. Sure, sure. So, you know, ever since I was a kid, really a lot, I always have said, you know, I have an idea, I have an idea. And so from that, I was basically able to like the different positions that I held throughout school, throughout once I graduated, all had to do with marketing, right? You know, innovation, coming up with unique ways to do things. And so that's kind of how I've always been driven by marketing and ideas and finding new ways or new strategies. And so I think I was just talking about this yesterday. I think when you look, if I were looking ahead at my you know, 22-year-old self out of college, I would have had no idea how that path that I took led me to where I am today. And yet looking backwards, which is always easier, right, to kind of see how that lines up, all of the different jobs that I had led me to create, you know, wild fig marketing. So kind of gave me the toolkit to make that happen. So a lot of that is, you know, more grassroots marketing, really helping to understand how small businesses work and what's going to be a good fit for them. And then of course, being able to kind of play on the whole idea thing. I get to generate ideas all day long, which is great for business, drives my husband absolutely crazy. (laughs) So (laughs) I hear you, but that's what we do, right? Like the ideas just flow. What are you gonna do? So when you made the leap into the entrepreneurial world and you had that moment of realizing that you had to sell stuff, which we all have that moment. Did you have any limiting beliefs about sales or selling? Like what came up for you? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that. And I think the biggest thing was pricing, you know, pricing and are you worth what you're charging. And I think all of us do that, especially when we're new in business, where we start out like, you know, I always thought this is so easy for me. How can I charge people this much when it only takes me this amount of time and really forgetting about the fact that, you know, we went through school, you know, we we are trained, we've read, we're educated and other people don't necessarily have that skill set. So I think that was one of the biggest ones for me to overcome up front was, hey, I'm worth what I charge and I'm bringing a fulfilling a need for these business owners that don't have the skill set to market their business. Yeah, the skill set or even like, not wanting to do it. Right. I mean, when I think about figuring out, you know, marketing automation, marketing emails, I can do it, but it's not my favorite place to play. I love to have smart people around me who can help with that. So it's that piece as well. It's like, it's just because we can do it doesn't mean we should. And when we find experts who can help us take that quantum leap forward, like you, it's just so much easier. So was there a moment that you can remember where you had an amazing month or there was more money left at the end of the month than went toward your bills or just a moment where it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like the business is working. I'm really making money. And then 
like think about that moment. And then what did you believe about sales, selling and serving your clients then? Yeah. So I think for me, so, and this kind of ties back to, you know, to the book and kind of my why. So I've always been driven in business and, you know, as a small business owner, you wear so many different hats. About a year ago, my son was in a pretty bad ATV accident and it was one of those moments that I'll never forget. I'm sitting in the hospital room with him and I had been talking about writing a book. I had been talking about, you know, doubling the sales of our business and what would we need to take to get there. And I was always saying, you know, we're just so busy. I'm so busy. I'll do that next week or I'll focus. I'll really hit, you know, sales hard next month or when I put a plan in place. And when I was sitting in that room, I just thought like, you know what? You never know when you're going to get a second chance. And I just kind of said, I'm done being busy. I'm going to make this happen. And I committed to a finishing writing the book, which I had only wrote like a chapter of at that point. And then the second part was really committing to sales. So the only way that we could grow, and I'm the chief salesperson as well as, you know, the one that creates the ideas, I needed to have a plan in place for how I was going to get there. And so it was kind of at that point, like no more excuses. This is my time. And I did the next day. It was like I started writing. I started making a plan for how we were going to double our revenue and what I would need to do from a sales perspective. And I stuck to it hardcore. Mm -hmm. So how did you stick to it? Because I think we all create sales plans. I'm sure some of our listeners are like, yeah, I created a sales plan, but sticking to it, actually picking up the 800 pound phone is where I get stuck. So what would be your advice for them? Yeah. So one of the books I've read recently was The Miracle Morning Routine. Mm -hmm. And so they talk all about like doing the same thing every day. And, you know, I'm a creative person. So that's a challenge for me because I get excited by lots of different things. And so I stuck to the first thing I do every day in addition to, you know, meditation, visualization, which I know you teach a lot about, which is really, I think, important with that mindset piece of it. So meditation, visualization, prayer, planning. And then the first thing I do every day, I focus the first three activities on things that will bring more revenue to the bottom line. So what are those three money generating activities? And once they're done, A, I noticed I'm closing things faster. So sales are definitely increasing. They've definitely doubled, sometimes tripled. But I'm also, it's exciting, you know? So it's like I get it done first and then that gives me the freedom to do more of it or to focus on some of the other areas of my business. But it's keeping that consistency that has been probably the number one thing that I've learned thus far. Yeah. I mean, prioritizing, that's such a great reminder for all of us. So, but I want to go back to, you said something, you said three magical words, money generating activities. You do those first thing in the morning. So I know our listeners are like, okay, so I get that you do that stuff first. What is the stuff? Could you share what those are for you? Yeah. Sure. So for me, that's following up on leads that I've had out there. So whether I've had a sales call with someone, I need to send, you know, a thank you card to them. The other one that's been a really big source for me in terms of leads is LinkedIn. So I think about um, what am I going to post on LinkedIn? I also go in and connect with, you know, five new people and look to see who's viewed my profile. And that's something that I do every single day. And it pays off, you know, every week I get at least a couple referrals coming in from LinkedIn. The key, I think, too, that I just want to highlight about what you just said that's so important is that you're consistent in it. We get results when we're consistent. And you've got to find those key things that you're willing to do every single day. And I love that you do them first thing in the morning because then they're done. Awesome. All right. So many questions for you. When you look back at the whole trajectory of your career, 
Carrie, what's the number one limiting belief that you changed in your past? Not just about sales, but about yourself, about business, about belief. Like what did you shift? Yeah, I think the biggest one was the fact that I'm worth what I charge. I met with someone once who kind of said, you know, let's do this fun little exercise and numbers aren't always my kind of can be my downfall. But we went through and she, you know, she said, all right, how much did you spend on college? How many, you know, years, you know, have you spent in your business? Multiply that, whatever. And she came up with a number, you know, it's a bit arbitrary, but it was kind of a cool experience. And she said, so in order to duplicate your knowledge, your experience, it would take about $1.2 million. And I just went, wow, that's crazy. You know, like you don't even think about it because it's so innate. It's so natural for us. That way I always struggled. Like, how can I charge that much when it's easy for me, but yet it's not easy for somebody else and they need that skill set. They need that tools. And so that was probably my biggest one was like, Hey, I'm worth what I charge and I bring value and I know I'll bring value. And if you don't see that, then I'm, it's not a good fit. So. Right. It's awesome. That's just really powerful thinking. I mean, for all of us who are listening, for our listeners out there, think about that, like how much you've invested in yourself, not only financially, but the time you've spent learning. And, you know, it's, it's talking about Malcolm Gladwell's the tipping point, right? That 10,000 hours, like once you're past that, like you're just at a different level. So you're helping people with that space that you're the expert in and remembering how much you know is key. You shared your miracle morning, what you do from a sales perspective. If you could just pick two sales strategies that when you look back, you've used to really double your sales, what would those be? What's worked for you? So I think part of it, number one, I always do an exploratory call with prospective clients just to determine if it's a good fit for them, for me. We don't waste each other's time. We can kind of dig in. So adding that, I mean, I remember when I first started, I mean, I was driving all over the Metro. I was spending hours and it might not be a good fit for either of us. And so adding that exploratory call. And then the second part, honestly, (laughs) it was your training and kind of going through some of those pieces and having more of a sales process that I'm following kind of a loose, it's, you know, we wrote down more of a tighter agenda in your training. And I still follow that to this day. And it's a little bit looser in the sense of I'm hitting all of the key points. I'm not necessarily, it's not scripted, right? But I think that just kind of going back through that and having a process for, or even an agenda for that sales conversation when you're with a client has really made a huge impact on our business and just how fast we're able to close sales versus before. It's a really great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Just that I think sales for so many of us, the sales process can take much longer than it needs to. And the question to ask is how can we tighten it up? And one thing we talk a lot about at sales camp is, you know, we either get a yes a clear yes, this is a great fit. Let's get married. A clear no, it's okay. Maybe I can refer you to somebody else. This just isn't a fit, but I want to help you anyway. Or that next step on the calendar, right? Like if we get that next step on the calendar, we can really tighten up that sales process and just make sure we're really serving the client. And I was at Strategic Sales Camp. This month we have two. So it's been a lot of sales camp. And I was talking about like a lot of people think I'm not selling anymore, but I am. I have a lot of corporate clients I'm talking to corporate clients today, but I still have to get that next step on the calendar. And and when I don't, it is like a tumbleweed flying away. So for everyone who's listening, like really tighten up your sales process because you don't have to wait two weeks for the next meeting. I don't know who made that up. You know, you can have a phone call the next day. They need to figure something out. Great. Get that next phone call on the schedule tomorrow so that we can keep it moving forward. Thank you for that reminder. And I love what you said too, the exploratory call, like that, you know, is it a fit or not? If it's a fit, awesome. Let's work together. If it's not, you know, let's figure it out. So before we get into, I want you to share some of your marketing strategies, but before we get there, 
So many of our listeners want to be authors. I know when you said you just finished your first book, and by the way, again, for everyone who's listening, it's called Living with the Lid Up. I read it. I endorsed it. I thought it was phenomenal. It's laugh out loud funny. And I have a son too, a boy. And so I laughed about all the boy stuff in there. And then I I cried. Like there was so much in there about like what you've gone through, what your family, just that journey. So you said, you know, part of the shift you made was like, okay, and you're at the hospital with your son of like, this is it. Like, what does it really mean to be busy? We're, everyone's always like, we just say that you're right. And yet you shifted. I love that book, The Miracle Morning. Like you shifted and you're getting a few key things done, including writing your book. So give us more about that though. Like, so someone who's listening right now, like, what would you say to them about getting their book done? I talked to someone yesterday. I mean, and she's been sitting on a book forever. It's outlined. She needs to get it done. Like, what would you say to her? What would you say to all the listeners who are out there? Yeah. And I was there in that same spot for a couple of years where I had like a general idea. And so what I did, because I know like having like, once you put something out there, it's one thing to sit, have it to yourself and have it on your to-do list. Like I'm going to complete this, you know, book in this time frame. I actually posted it out on Facebook and I said, here's the deal. I am committing to writing this book before the end of 2019 and It didn't matter if anyone held me accountable. The fact that I publicly announced it was like, that's it. I'm making it happen. And I even had a friend I was in, it was probably August and the book got finished and went, you know, through what a, whatever round of editing in like November. And I just remember I was super stressed. You know, I had been, you know, you still can't stop, you know, take if I'm going to write the book, I can't stop my business. I had to keep my business going too. Plus I've got a family, you know, and so finding that time, I mean, I had to have the family be like, Hey, it's going to take me, you know, a few extra hours every week, but I got to write one chapter a week because it's also, I think big when you try to like, look at this huge thing, you know, chunk it down into bite-sized pieces that are tangible. And so I wrote one chapter a week and it's August. I'm getting really close. And my friend is like, look, if it's stressing you out, she's like, maybe you shouldn't finish it yet this year. And I was like, no, I put it out on Facebook. Like I'm getting this done. And I just remember thinking like, no, I don't need an excuse. Like this is going to happen. And that feeling like when I was done, when I wrote like that last, you know, chapter and hit that last punctuation, I can't even describe to you the feeling. I mean, it was, and I'm sure, you know, you've written several books. I mean, it was such a like, yes, I did it, you know, and yes, there's still more to happen that happens after, you know, you're done writing, but it was an amazing accomplishment. And after that, I was kind of like, what's next? Like check. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, I love the accountability part because it's like, you have to have someone or a whole community or everyone, right. Holding you accountable. And that's so powerful. So even when your friend is like, well, maybe you're just just out. I will tell you my, my twin, my very best friend in California always says like, she has a name for me, which I'm not going to share. But when I'm writing, like when I'm finishing my book and going back and editing and editing and editing, like I am a different person for a little while. And it's not very positive. You probably don't want to see me because it is painful, but it's so worth it. And yeah, my fifth book is going to come out next year. And my sixth book is like coming through right now. So I actually have to, so you're inspiring me to get it done. So thank you. Because I love what you said. My friend, Amanda, my book editor, would when she listens, she's going to be cheering somewhere because we can all do one chapter a week. Like for everyone who's listening, Look, Carrie just gave you the keys to the castle. One chapter a week, reach out and get some help, get some support if you need it. My editor, Amanda, true to intention, I have to plug her because without her, my books would never have gotten done. But, you know, get someone to support you just to make it happen. 
because you're right. Like I'm sure it's opened up countless doors for you now. Oh, definitely. And like I said, it was just one of those, like the accomplishment factor was so big. And I think even from a sales perspective, I mean, it was like, there's nothing that I can't do. I mean, to do that in a short amount of time while you're still running a business, it's like, okay, that's possible. And I think that that's where it just kind of opened up like sky's the limit. Here we go. (laughs) So, well, let's talk about like, I think you bring up an interesting point because we make up so many stories about how much time things are going to take when that's just a big lie. I think books have to be written in a short amount of time because I think they're being downloaded. And I think you just have to like, you have to focus in on that. And people think, oh, it's going to take me a year or two years. Actually, if you focus, it's fast and it's faster. Yeah. And then you get your system down. Yeah. And I think if you spend so so I wrote all of mine within six months just under six months, actually, something like that. But you can get stuck in that analysis paralysis. And so it was like, you know, even if I didn't feel like writing that week, you know, it was like, I got one chapter to do, just get it done. And, you know, you have editors, you have people that can help you with that process, but just get it down. And you can always go back to it. And that was really key. Right. Don't try to make it perfect. That's so good. The first version of selling with intention was so terrible. I should have burned it. I mean, and now it's in its third edition. Thank God for that. And people like Amanda and everyone else who's had to read it, but now it's good. Like I'm proud of it now, but writing is not most people's natural state. And even great writers have editors and people to, to look, I mean, I shouldn't say great. You're a great writer. I have to own it. Like we're all great writers. We wouldn't do it, but we need help. And even very experienced writers is what I should say have editors. So Oh my gosh, we could talk all day, but I want to hear from you. You're an expert in marketing automation. And I have to be honest, like that stuff, I'm a sales girl. Like I can talk about sales all day long and I can talk about marketing, but marketing automation kind of makes me crazy. So I'm excited (laughs) to hear the two to three strategies that you can share with our listeners today. I don't know, just help us get it, help us understand it and what we can learn from you to be more successful. Sure. So I think, you know, with marketing automation, when we look at it into, you know, there's a a variety of definitions out there, but when we look at a business, we think about, you know, how can you scale your business? How can you grow your business faster? And one of the most effective ways is to make sure you've got good processes in place. And we all know that we hear that over and over again, but that's truly where marketing automation shines. So one thing I would suggest, one tip would be think about, you know, maybe it's your lead generation process. So if a new lead comes in, you know, what do you do next? Then what do you do next? Taking some time to actually document your steps. And you might not have, you know, we work with clients and they're like, oh, I guess I don't really have a process. They think they have a process until they start documenting the steps. And so what I tell them, like, just write down step-by-step, what would you do with that new lead? What information do you need to communicate to them? How often? What's the next step that happens after that? And once you have it kind of written down, taking a look and saying, all right, what could I do to make this better? And, you know, and it might be that you need to communicate some more information up front or what sets you apart. You need to include that up front when you're, you know, sending something to them or you need to add a few more steps. But looking at your process first to see where there's opportunities, also where there's potential pitfalls and then being able to that's usually the first step of automation is now what you know, what your process is, what needs to be communicated. Now taking that information and looking at, okay, how could I automate this? Is it through you know an automation software? Or maybe I just want to put this into an Excel spreadsheet and just know that I do, I click off these boxes, whatever it might be, but understanding what your process is first and making sure you have some solid processes and plans or processes in place to help you automate now or in the future. Yeah, it sounds 
when you break it down like that, it does make it a lot easier. And if you take it step by step and really break it into pieces, it, it's so important. And I think it's important to sign up for your own lead generation stuff. Like, you know, I have a team who handles it, my team. And I was just looking at it the other day and you have to keep going back and refreshing it and making sure that it's what you want to put out there and making sure it works. We found too, and I'm sure you've noticed this, that you know this, links break, right? Yeah. (laughs) And so we had that happen the other day. And so go in and one of my coaches reminded me of this. And so I went and did it. I was like, oh my gosh, what a broken link. Make sure like once you have your lead generation set up that it's actually working. So awesome. So for our listeners, how can they get more from you? I know you have something cool for them, a gift for them, and then let them know how they could work with you if they want to connect. Yeah. So two different things. So in terms of a gift, you know, one of the things that a lot of our clients or prospective clients come to us, they're like, you know, we're online, we've got Facebook, we've got our website, we've got a variety of things, but we don't really know if it's maybe traffic has slowed or maybe they're not getting as many leads as they had been, or maybe they're just not sure if they have the right mix of content out there. So our special gift to everybody, all the listeners is to go to the links. Are you going to put the links in there as well? They'll be in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yep. So if you want to go take advantage of our content marketing analysis, it's pretty simple. We just need to know your website, your company name, and who your ideal client is. And then we'll actually go in and take a look at your online presence and provide you with website report on things that you could do to improve your website, as well as three key recommendations on your content overall. So like might be talking about, you know, your blogs, like, hey, we'd suggest maybe doing this. So you'll get three actionable items that you can take and use in addition to the report that we generate for you. Oh, that's great. Awesome. So all of that will be in the show notes. Definitely check it out to see how Carrie and everyone at her on her team can support you at Wild Fig Marketing. So last but not least, I want to close out with just some advice from you. So if someone's having their worst day in business, feeling like, you know, why did I start this business? What was I thinking? What's your best advice for them? Or what action could they take today that would get them back on track? Yeah, you know, I think my best piece of advice is to remember that we're all human. And we're capable of making mistakes and that people do business with people, not with businesses. And so some of the I was just telling a story yesterday about a campaign that I had done when I was working for another company, we had gotten almost it was like a six step campaign, we're almost done with it. And at step five, it was a mailing that went out and the post office had told us that this was what it was supposed to you know, weigh and cost. And so we went in, we measured it, we sent them all out. And I got a call the next day that it was marked or sent out postage due upon receipt. So all of these prospects were getting, you know, had gotten all this information on us. And then they were getting this note that there's something they need to pick up for the post office, which by the way, was like 33 cents that they needed to pay in order to get basically a sales piece. So talk about like my worst possible moment. I will tell you, we fixed it. I was like, at this point, I could have just not said anything and just been like, forget it even happened. But I embraced it and said, you know, we're human. So we found like a really cool, fun little cartoon about like miscommunication with the post office. We got there's like 150, 200 people on the list. We got 100 or 150 crisp dollar bills. And we sent each person a dollar bill along with this cartoon explaining what had happened. And guess what? It was the number one, we saw the most return on investment from that piece. (laughs) 
So yeah, so it was like the biggest, we called it the bubblegum blunder because we were sending out gum and, you know, hopefully we've given you something to chew on. And then these people have to go in and pay to get this mail, you know, the sales piece. So it was, it ended up awesome. But if I had just ignored it, we probably would have lost, you know, several sales opportunities. So yeah. Wow. It's a great story and a great reminder that if you make a mistake, people love you more when you fess up to it and you say you're sorry and you send them something nice. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that can lead to even more sales. I can relate to that story when we mess things up and actually deepen relationships with clients. We're some annoyed. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're all human and we have to be human. We're living in a time of complete transparency and authenticity and it's okay to make those mistakes. So awesome. That's perfect advice. Well, Carrie, thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and for inspiring our listeners and telling your story. For all of our listeners, definitely go to the show notes and check out the offers and also get Carrie's book. I mean, I know you guys read a lot of books. I recommend a lot of books. It's one of those, I think it's perfect to read during the holiday season because I there's a lot of emotion tied to it, but there's a lot that we can see to be grateful for even when tough things happen. Her book is Living With The Lid Up. Thanks again for being here. And we wish you a kick butt 2020. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And I want to thank our listeners all over the world. You guys rock. I love hearing from you. Email me at contact at salescoachnow.com or Ursula at salescoachnow.com. I get all those messages. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't yet, get the free gift, Six Secrets to Doubling Your Sales. Just go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. And we hope this is your most epic month yet, setting you up for the most incredible year you could ever imagine. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now. Now.